Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey guys, what's happening? There's ten. Pl- I mean, there's Wells. Hey Wells. All the Wells. All the Wells. All the Wells. And we have a special guest with us. I know. It's just like like special guest. Why not special enough? We're just letting. Did you put out another Craigslist ad? I did. Oh dang. I did. Did he bring his own chains? Mm, maybe. No? Okay. I don't know. All right. I'll have to ask him. <laughs> All right. Uh, please introduce yourself, sir. Well, thank you again, guys, for having me. My name Purple. is Niels Weldy. I'm the organizer of Queen City Brewers Festival, also the regional director for Acing Autism's North Carolina programs. Hmm. Um, I've also held the title, I use this loosely, because Uh-oh. we're still coming together as a, as a force in the Charlotte craft beer community, and that's executive director of the Charlotte Independent Brewers Alliance. Oh, okay. Nice. Cool, yeah. CIBA, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, we've talked about that, I think. Uh, yeah. It feels like it's maybe been a couple years that it's been going. Uh, unofficially, gosh, a little over four years, but wow. okay. more formally in the last two plus years. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And so that's, you know, just a kind of loose organization of all the, the local independent um, brewers. <laughs> Charlotte, the, the independent brewers of Charlotte, you might say. I'm sorry, this is real bad. Yeah. <laughs> you tried. You what tried. kind of stuff do you all do with uh, with that kind of group? It's a lot of coming together, talking about pain points, really, figuring out ways to promote local craft beer, do it in a way that's authentic. Uh, I, I think I kind of came in because I'm the guy with the brew fest that brings everyone together once a year, and uh, that has a, a community purpose behind it which the group is also very much in support of so right you know how giving the breweries are in town and uh yeah. that's kind of a pillar that that they're standing on yeah it's definitely neat to see you know if you're if you're in a market that has a lot of local independent brewers you know it, when you get them and they're excited to work together and to work in the community and do things with the community it really makes a big difference it's more than just having a product and selling a product it's about giving back right 100 110 percent, and I think, uh, I don't know how much you guys saw in your taproom visits during the month of December, but kind of a cool first-time initiative was this Giving Season campaign where uh, Siba teamed up with the Catawba Riverkeeper. You may have seen those purple hang tags and ribbons yeah. on yep. select uh, tap handles. And uh, kind of a cool example of how everyone kind of teams up for a, a common cause. Can't have great beer without clean water, so kind of a no-brainer. <laughs> I mean... Ideally, right? right. <laughs> we don't don't need no more floaties in our in our water. That's real bad. Yeah, for real. awesome. Well, um, welcome. Thank you. We'll come back. We'll talk uh, QC beer here in a second. Josh, what have you been up to? You know, believe it or not, I got out of the house on purpose. Uh huh. Or did you just like walk outside and realize outside was outside? Well, you know that too. But Wells and I actually went and hit a couple of spots. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. A couple bummed, three, yeah. yeah. Bummed I couldn't make it. Where all did you guys go? Uh, so we went to Triple C, of course. Because uh, why wouldn't I go there? Uh, it's I mean, one of your favorites. It's one of my favorites. Uh, I know we went to Salud. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember Divine where Barrel. else. Divine Barrel. We, right. we went that's really... Right. We, we, we were at Divine Barrel very shortly, and then it was Triple C, and then Salud. And you know what happens when you go out. Yeah. Especially with Wells. It's like... Especially when you don't drink during the week anymore. Yeah. And then the weekend comes and it's like, I am a cheap date. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I started trying that. Fine. Started yeah. trying that. And then yesterday I had uh, a honey pie and uh, a Georgetown double IPA. And I think I had one or two others. I, you know, it all kind of blends together after a while. It's, yeah, I've gotten cheap date. 
So uh, we will be bringing it on on, on another show, but we <clears throat> went to Triple C, had a cup, couple of good beers. Of course, I had to have Flat Brim because oh, yeah, I mean, Flat Brim. that was my number one beer of the year. Of course, I had to have that. They have redone Greenway. Do you remember the Greenway Pale Ale? I remember the Greenway. It was always one of those. It's like, oh, yes, they've got this beer that's named after the train. Woohoo! It's moving on. What it's else? Not you got? bad now. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So I was do, I was very surprised. And do we uh, do we know if that is that like a reformulation? With it is. A new brewer, it is a reformulation. Like, like the new brewer brought up, or I I'm not. I mean, I would assume so. Fair enough. Since he's in that position, and I don't know. Yeah. So we will be having that shortly in the next couple of episodes. Not only that. Up. So you were all about to, ready to order a flat bread, and I'm like, Josh, stop. Oh yes, yes, please. We've, please. we've got something else. I I cannot remember. Floppy something or other. What what in the world was it? I felt like it was called floppy jazz music, maybe. No. Floppy. <laughs> that it was Flippy not. floppies? Oh. I know. I know it but anyway, <laughs> it was like an other half-esque, like that oat IPA, whatever. Yes. Oh my goodness. That is like a strong contender for like beer of the year for me. I mean, I know we're only like a couple <laughs> weeks in. Wow. It's uh yeah, two weeks into January. I mean, That's a both of us walked out with a Crowler, with a crowler. Right? I mean, that was That's how good it was. Huge. I, I notice I don't see any of said crowler here. No, yeah, because I drank it. It's in my tummies. I drank it like two days later, man. I, that did are, not last at all. You guys are jerks. What? Should have come along? Hey, look. We will, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. There was stuff. And, that will uh, be something that we bring in in the future. I just awesome. wanted to make sure that we had a room yeah, in new, the fridge, so to speak. Uh, is, is that like a new... Like seasonal or uh, I don't know core lineup. Thirsty jukebox. Thirsty so jukebox. my bad with there floppy. Yeah, yeah, you're real close there. I mean, jazz music kind of worked with jukebox. Right? Floppy jukebox. Thirsty floppy. jazz music. <laughs> thirsty I mean, jazz music. I'm for it. You know, whatever. Um, I'm not sure text. if this this was one of those new ones. Seasonal. I have no earthly idea what it what it was. But it was damn good. Nice. That's <laughs> eh, not bad. Yeah, you guys had a good time. That's what's important. Yeah, we had loads of fun. Hmm. Did you do anything? Since I, I went to, uh, yeah, I went to Birdsong for the Honey Pie release. Oh, very nice. And uh, I was nursing a headache and I was in a crappy mood, so I didn't have anything there. And I'm still mad at myself for that. But, you know, I guess it's okay that I can just go there and buy beer and leave. That's okay. <laughs> Better than to stay and not enjoy myself. So that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, uh, Honey Pie, I had one that night. And uh, it was like five hours old, so I was about to pitch it because, you know, it was out of date. Yeah. Five, you drink five-hour-old beer? Jeez. I know, right? You must I mean, be wrong with Desperate. You. I know I was. It was, you know. But no, it was. it's excellent this year. It's so good. I'm going to say that every year, yeah. but it's, it's so good. So maybe Chris doesn't need to get all four cans. I'm just saying. Mm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And then he was asking me, too. He's like, are you, are you drinking any of that stuff? And I'm like... No, when you send me beer, dude, I keep it for the show. I'm not an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Did he tell you which one was good to drink for yourself and then all the crap he wants to bring on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what he was trying to do. I'm like, no, 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 no. That is his the, move. These guys have to suffer with me when we get there. Amen. Mm-mm. Nothing like West Coast brewers trying. No, these are actually oh. all a bunch of stouts. And oh, good, good, yes. good, good, good. Yes. Good. I'm very excited for nice. them. It's from the same company that made the Broken Skull IPA, you know, the Stone Cold beer. So I'm very I'm very interested to see if they can actually make a good stout and a good barley wine. We'll find out. Who knows? You had wells at barley wine. Yes, you did. Yeah, I know I did. 
Other than that, I was uh, was uh, chatting with uh, our old old buddy Grant, member from the uh, the Vintner, oh, way yes. back when, and he was uh, he had been going through and was like flushing his beer cellar, just decided to get rid of all of it, and so we were kind of chatting, and he was like, you know, how how do you think I should move some of this beer? And I'm like, mm, some of that stuff's gonna be tough. You know, we live in such a weird beer world now where everything is name recognition or has to be the new hotness. You know, like we got a whole bunch of beer here for tonight's show and they're from a hot brewery that has I, some of these I've seen the name before. A lot of my haven't. That's fine. But when you've got like a nine year old barley wine from founders, like not too many people outside of Wells knows what that is. It makes it kind of tough to sell, but uh, I did end up picking up uh, a nice uh, nine or ten year old uh, worldwide stout and nice. some hundred twenty minutes. And he sent some other uh, stuff for the show, one of which is a gag. So, oh boy. yeah, like gag is in joke or gag is in that's what we're going to do when we taste it or both. I mean, I think I'm going to save it for next year so that it could be ten years old. But it's a peanut butter bliss from Terrapin. So yes. To answer your question. <laughs> but that's me. Mm. That's the most activity I've had. In yeah, a that's while. a lot. You've done a wow. lot, man. I'm, I'm very impressed. A lot impressed. of two things. Yeah, one, of which, one of which was literally driving like six minutes away from my house. So, Well, how many times is it we don't do anything? All of the times. Yeah, exactly. All of the times we do nothing. It, you and I both. It, I mean, Wells is the one that carries this whole opening segment. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, what is, Wells, what have you been up to? Yeah. This is the danger of working from home. Yeah. I don't get out anymore. I was going, Amy and I went out this weekend and we're having this conversation about like, why don't we ever do anything? And I'm like, well, you know, it's all logic, right? Like we could go on vacation, but that's a lot of money to go to like, say Disney World. So why go to Disney World? Let's just like go someplace and then we can go like go hit, you know, the mall or go out to eat. Ooh, the mall. <laughs> Maybe we can eat at the, the same food court. <laughs> when you've got when you've got kids, it's a thing. Okay? And so then it turns into, well, all right, well, for I mean, why do we need to go away and do that? We could just go here and do that. Why do we even need to go here. out to eat? We've got food at home. Let's just stay home. Yeah, let's just, put, so on like, the, let's just so, put on the Mandalorian and stay home. Yeah, like like every every couple uh, every, every couple of conversations just devolve back into that of just like, well, we could do that, or we get, well, or we just save the money. Let's just stay home. Yep. You know, and so <laughs> we're already paying for this Disney Plus. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it it's this this funny logic that sometimes you get into as a as a work from home person is it's just like why bother going out? Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to not. Yeah, it is. See, I'm different. If I have to stay home and only see my four walls all the time, I am beyond anxious and antsy to get the hell out of the house. Like mm. I, I need, I need to be walked occasionally. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, so Wells is the dog. I'm probably more of a cat, I guess. Yeah, you know, pretty much. I like, like, stay here. You know what? You know what? A nap sounds great. I'll be, I'll be back. <laughs> back a couple of hours. Yeah, just yeah. have dinner ready. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Well, it's what you've been up to. Yeah, I mean, besides besides our keeping outing. up with the Joshes, uh, Divine Barrel just rolled out defensive French toast, which is their defensive pancake with you know you guessed it adjuncts like French toast. Mm. Uh, it tastes like I'm drinking French toast. So this good. is not necessarily a bad thing. No, it is not. That defensive cin- pancake is quite excellent. Oh sure, but when you put like just the right amount of cinnamon in that big boy, it it 
it really delivers. So no, uh, no crowler just because I didn't have a, a free hand at the time. So I don't know. We'll see if I can get it on for the next show. Yeah, it's good stuff. I know. I feel like it's not like I'm um, cheating on Divine Barrel. I just feel like we've gotten distant because I just ha- like I just don't get out anymore, and I need to. Yeah. And I need to get back up there. Well, it's less than a mile from my house, so yeah, you said. Yeah, you, like- you, you can walk there because I have walked there with him. It's, yep, it's very easy. Not a bad walk. No, it's not. Not at all. Oh, uh, I heard um, heard on the news that uh, so. A little bit of local news here. So there was a, a shooting. Man, it's been a month or so ago. Yep. And uh, you may have heard us talk about Brook Sandwich House uh, over the years. It's one of our like kind of favorite, like hole in the wall, best burger in town kind of places to go. And um, one of the owners was shot and killed. You know, it's, it's been was it before Christmas. About a month. It yeah, was yeah, it was month. early December. So, you know, there's been a reward out for information, no arrest yet. You know, it's still kind of a bummer. But uh, so it sounds like a lot of the uh, local Noda breweries are all coming together and making a collaboration beer, mm-hmm. all of which to benefit what the Brooks Brothers were most excited about, which was Habitat for Humanity. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, have you heard any details on on like what they might be making? Or It's a Hellas. Nice. Yep. And it's called... Uh, too blessed to be stressed. So I think it's what eight or nine participating breweries. I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but still, that's a pretty damn impressive. Like, all right, let's get together at an uh, original Noda facility. Um, handled everybody. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. Looking forward to that. I mean, that's one of those things I think I'll definitely make a way out for. It'll be a madhouse. Yeah, but that's a good cause. Well, are we ready to grill and ask questions? <laughs> okay. All right. Speaking, All right. Of, so, speaking uh, of good causes, I, I want to start off with asking: What was what made you decide you wanted to do the Spear Fest? Because how long has QCBF been going on now? Yeah, this is going into year nine, so it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. So, kind of, what was the what kicked started this whole idea? This was a thought that came to mind when I was working in the corporate partnerships group at the Charlotte Bobcats. Moved down here from Boston. The Bobcats. I feel so weird to say that now. So weird. I still have plenty of apparel, so if you see anyone wearing that, it's probably me. (laughs) But I had moved down here from Boston and got into craft beer through cool beer tasting festivals up there and haunted around for uh, an event or two when we got down to Charlotte. Found Charlotte Oktoberfest, of course, and it was kind of getting into springtime of... The, the last year I'd been to it, and I thought, you know, why isn't there anything else on the calendar? You know, there's this great fall festival. Why not Why not something on the spring side? Hmm. Had a lot of experience selling tickets previously with the Boston Bruins, now with the uh, with the Bobcats. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Never gets old. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I thought, hey, you know, I, I think I could probably put something together here. Uh, talk to a couple of friends that could support me from a... A graphic design standpoint, kind of got the pieces together and um, came into a connection with the neighborhood theater and thought, well, I've got no money to start anything on anything near an Oktoberfest scale. Right. But I see that this was, you know, kind of late 2008 going into 2009. I thought, looks like there could be something coming along here with local breweries. Let's just start with 
the local spotlight these emerging breweries in town. Neighbor Theater is a pretty quaint venue, so it, it started small, and you know here we are nine years later, always grown with the with the industry. Yeah, and and you've had quite a few a few venue changes over the years. From like you said, you started Neighborhood Theater; it's kind of a smaller venue. And now, like this year, you guys are in a fairly large size venue, comparatively speaking, to where you started. No question, no yeah. question. It's been uh, it's been interesting trying to find the right venue year after year. Um, going from the theater to the Silver Hammer Studios, which is now Avid Exchange offices, yeah. was uh, was a big jump. And if you remember that year, there were a number of local bottle shops in town that had participated as well. Um, kind of to fill the space, make it a bit more critical mass, if you will. And then, um, yeah, just kept kept going with with not only the, the growth in the local scene, but uh, just the, the scene as a whole. There are a lot of different components to it, the marketing partners that are with it. Um, you know, there's been a great response from local businesses that want to sponsor the event. So we've, we've tried to include everybody. And now here, going into year nine, we're at a, a traditional exhibit hall at the Park Expo. Yep. But the thing that is appealing, in a sense, there's no chandeliers this year, unlike the, the <laughs> Fillmore, unfortunately. That's it. Yeah, I'm out! <laughs> and for that reason, I'm out. I had my Phantom of the Opera costume all ready and everything. It's disappointing. Well, maybe there's a rental chandelier place somewhere. We'll, we'll find yeah, we'll find one just for you. Chandelier. Like, but we're we're all under one roof this mm-hmm. year. Uh, the last three years, we've split the venues between the Fillmore Underground and the Fillmore, um, which was cool in a sense that you got to move around. If it was nice out, we've been very fortunate with the weather, so you are kind of crisscrossing these venues. But the one day it's sleeting and raining, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be beat up for the choice to have right. two different buildings. right. right. So we're all. Oh, there will be Yelp reviews. Oh, of course, you know. Right. <laughs> but to all be under one roof, uh, we we introduced a best of show uh, mm. competition okay. a few years ago, where yeah. you you just have to enter one beer, whatever it is you're serving, doesn't have to be a special beer, it could be a flagship, just something that you're serving at the event. The guys from Cheer Charlotte judge it, and it's a cool trophy presentation on the stage. And now we're doing that in front of everybody, where it yeah. was just in the Fillmore in years past. So if you were in the underground, kind of yeah, missed, no idea. Yeah. missed out what was going on. It's kind of a, a misstep there. But, um, you know, I, I, I realized it's more of a, a traditional exhibit hall. We had the Christmas show there not too long ago. <laughs> yep. Southern spring show is coming in a few months. Right. But I, am I going to be able to get hot tubs? That's the real question. <laughs> right. Are we having a I hot tub sale weekend. on there? Oh, okay. <laughs> what about Traeger grills? Is Traeger going to be there? <laughs> I want to buy a Traeger. <laughs> But uh, I, oh, I, w- I would challenge anyone to, to not have a good time at a beer festival. Ooh, wow. When wow he's a, throwing down right there. When huh? there's a good, good organization behind it, of course, right. and, a, and a good cause, um, and rallying behind locally produced craft beer, it's a, it's a good recipe. So I, I went to a few of the original ones at Neighborhood. Haven't really been since, but then the beer scene wasn't quite where it is now, especially. No. You are still focusing solely just on local breweries like within the charlotte recklenburg vicinity right absolutely so if you're roughly 30 minutes from uptown you get an invite so so does this kind of match up with your ciba group it sure does how about that it sure does wow 
So no pressure say, at meetings then, Mr. Executive Director. <laughs> like, oh, cool. I see some of you have not RSVP'd to this festival I'm throwing in a couple months. <clears throat> nice to have some uh, parallels there. Do you have for, a for communication? <laughs> a gavel. Would Look, be I nice. don't want to call anybody out, person. <coughs> but like, <laughs> some of you haven't signed up yet, and it shows. Yeah. Oh, you guys are signing up today. Awesome. Thanks for that. You're still using your old cover sheets on your TPS reports. Yes. So what? what Did you been get some the, of the memo? The challenges from starting at the neighborhood theater yeah. all the way now to this convention center that you're basically pulling this off at now. Uh, well, I think you guys just hit the nail on the head. Communication, yeah. uh, timeline, deadlines, yeah. I, you know everything that goes into event organization. There's yeah. just a, a million and one details that go with it. But um, gosh, I'll tell you that uh, it's been interesting to see the evolution of breweries becoming event spaces, yeah, and breweries having their own festivals, where there's a lot more competition uh, in and around town. I mean, you sure know this. Jonathan, I've, I've seen you out and about enough times. There's uh, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. recently too. There's uh, there's something going on almost every weekend. Uh, if it's not a benefit or a festival, it's something at the breweries themselves. So mm-hmm. there's just a ton of competition. Yeah. So you've got to differentiate. You've got to you've got to be quality. You got to stand out. Yeah. Um, you've got to do it year over year over year. So. Uh, that's that's been a challenge, you know, reaching out to more and different marketing partners, spending a bit more on marketing as well. Um, I, I try to do uh, a monthly or so newsletter for some good content marketing. I do a Q and A with with breweries in and around town, and that's not only interesting, but it's also a lot of labor too. <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. So so do you get so you get to do this as your full time job? A component of it. Uh, <laughs> It's it's yes, a it's a major but also one. No. <laughs> a major one at that. This is uh this is a big deal for racing autism. Yeah. Uh, this is what fuels our Charlotte programs, but it's awesome to see the impact spreading out across North Carolina. Um I mean, leveraging the interest in craft beer is a pretty powerful platform and it's helped us grow. Yeah, I know at least, you know, the the limited touch points that I've got on those kind of benefit things. Like I think of whales for wishes yeah. and that's always the thing that we, you know, we love going to whales for wishes and I mean, it, it's, it is, I don't say even amazing. Like it's, it's uh, awesome to see how quickly people are willing to part with money for a good cause, especially after their third or fourth or fifth or 18th pour of something. So, yeah. you know, like this is always a, always a good thing. What kind of stuff does Ace for Autism do locally? Like how do you interact with the community? Yeah. So, with the Brewfest specifically, this is a great platform to get more volunteers. It's okay. A, it's a volunteer-driven organization. What are you doing? <laughs> Wells has got. Wells needs to buy everybody a beer now. <laughs> Sorry, that's all right. Um, and you know, it's it's something uh, being involved with this organization. It's interesting to learn that quite a few people are touched by autism. Mm-hmm. So, getting uh, more exposure, more awareness growing our programs. Um, we serve kids on the spectrum four to 18 years old okay. and we use the sport of tennis to do so. Nice. So there's fall and spring programs. QCBF is right in the middle in the winter time. So it kind of keeps us top of mind year round. And, uh, we have developed a ton of volunteer candidates. Fundraising is huge because it keeps the, the dues as low as we can make them. Um, we've got a robust scholarship program trainings, Growth, expansion, all those good things. Awesome. So what kind of uh, donation-y type things 
can someone expect at the QCBF? So, in terms of like a raffle, I don't, or? I don't, I, I'm just uh, curious. Like, obviously, you're raising money. There's you know a ticket price to get in the door, yeah. which you know is to be expected. Um, outside of that, are there any other ways that you're trying to fundraise within the event while it's going on? Um, no, I mean the the ticket sales are huge. The um, the breweries that step up as sponsors is huge as well. Mm-hmm. The, the event sponsors are are tremendous. We do have a raffle, winner take all raffle at each session as well. Nice. A lot of that is beer gifts and gift baskets and special access and tours and those kinds of things. Awesome. So, um, yeah, you add it all up and and it's making a, a big impact in the, That's awesome. in the community. Yeah, it's it's always neat to see how you know people take a a platform like this and try to find a way to you know again like <laughs> maximize the <laughs> maximize the donations where you can. That's that's great. That's good stuff. And I, I don't know. If, you guys are racket sport players. I don't see any. I was back in the day. Wilson or Head or Babylon gear I, in the area here. But <laughs> um, we will have a, a mini tennis court as one of the centerpieces to our floor plan this year. So another way to kind of bring the, the cause top of mind. But if, if it's just for show, it's just for show. It's, right. it's an awesome surrounding. Awesome. Um, representation. Looks like you uh, definitely need to get on that. In terms of uh, just by the numbers, so you've been doing this for a couple of years and Charlotte Brewery scene has grown. Um, in terms of attendees, like year one versus now, like yeah. how has that evolved? Uh, as, as has the brewery scene, we were about 300 and change attendees per session in 2012. And we'll be about four times that. <laughs> This coming year, so a little, uh, little under uh, between twelve and thirteen hundred per session is wow is what we're anticipating. Okay, yeah, that's that's healthy. Yeah, feels feels like a good uh, healthy number. Yeah, uh, I expect everyone to show, but there's a percentage that yeah. for one reason or another doesn't make it. So hey, good as ballpark long, as long as we have your tickets. Yeah. Like, yeah. right, <clears throat> exactly. Thank you so very much for yes. not coming. Yes, the best thing you could do is buy a ticket and not show up. Or at least for everybody that's going. Exactly, for everyone that's in the house. But yeah, good good kind of round number, around 1,000 a session. I think that's the sweet spot for a, for a beer festival. Um, live music returns for the first time in a few years. Ooh. I, uh, gosh, I got beat up a couple of years ago by some of the tabling exhibitors that were in front of the Fillmore stage. And they lost their voice by about halfway into the first session because you got to scream over the competing band. over the, the the music. But with more space, we can set the the stage a little bit further back. It's more about ambiance than performance. Yeah. And the the real, I think, value is that the brewers come out, the owners come out. So it's an opportunity as you as a ticket holder to have a brief exchange with that brewer. There's not going to be fifty guys behind you waiting for the next pour. Yeah. That's uh, that's huge. It's a big big space, but it's it's also an intimate setting. That's something that I've always appreciated in events. And then for Josh, he can go listen to Icebox Wall Panel, and he'll be totally happy. Sure, <laughs> why not? <laughs> I'll only listen to their old stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. They sold out. They sold out. They sold out. No. But but for somebody like me who maybe doesn't like crowds so much, like it sounds like moving to a bigger venue might have been a. A good choice that to too. kind of spread people out a little bit right. so you're not all queued up on top of each other. Yeah, that's true, too. There's going to be plenty of space to walk around. Um, try to get a good mix of, of not only activities like 
tennis or table tennis. We've got Queen Park Social bringing a table tennis court. But there's a plenty of, of food sampling that's included with your admission. Nice. I think that's a nice touch, too. Oh, yeah. It, it's Go a, on. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah, we've got uh, a lot of returning favorites, plus some new guys. Um, there's going to be a, a, raw, a raw bar from sea level coming back uh, for those oyster fans out there. Mm. Go on. <laughs> Sabor is a fan favorite. They oh, always yeah. bring the goods. Oh, yeah. That's, um, good, that's good stuff. I mean... Got Hampton Farms, peanuts, Deep River snacks, chips, uh, lots of local snack producers are, are there. Just great beer food. Mm-hmm. Um, but our presenting sponsor is Deacon Food Service. I, I bring them up because I think you're seeing more and more and more that food programs are becoming part of the taproom experience. For sure. So they're there to meet that that need. And they're going to be showcasing a bunch of equipment that can prepare really good craft beer accompanying food nice so um gosh smoked duck wings shrimp and grit cakes i mean the list goes on it's nice. it's gonna be quite the, i noticed uh, you didn't bring spread. any samples gosh yeah <laughs> must have left them in my other jacket <laughs> yes i must have left them in my other stomach sorry <laughs> so sorry sorry <laughs> that usually is a recipe for disaster like go to a beer festival but come hungry yeah because oh yeah it's hope you all got your pretzel necklaces exactly that'll but help you know, at the Fillmore, like over the last couple of years, being able to have raw oysters at a beer festival. And then it's like, oh man, I hope I can keep everything in. <laughs> not, <laughs> not trying to see those ever again. And I'd like um, to, I'd like to think too, that, you know, having a bigger space, right? Like, so having mm-hmm. some food vendors and some activity type stuff, having a better, a bigger space has to like ratchet down the FOMO anxiety level because the last couple of, things that I've gone to there's always this like it's like I'm watching red zone like watching NFL red zone and it's like I can't ever relax because I got to go to the next thing and go to the next thing and now we're going to this one and they're about to score hey now we got two games on they're about to score oh now we got four games on and it's like I just want to be able to go and enjoy right and it's I I would imagine that having a bigger space allows for that because I don't have to worry about going and standing in line as long as what I may be used to can go and just kind of casually get to where I need to go. Right. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I, you don't want to feel like you're rushing uh, spot to spot to spot because something's going to run out. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you just waited in line and, and the next thing you want to do is just wait in line again. Probably not. <laughs> so, no, you're right. Ha- having the space, controlling the number of tickets out, I, I think is a big one. Um, I mean, we still have a little bit of legwork to do leading up there, but... We're expecting another full house, but uh, again, it's not going to be something that you're going to feel like you're packed to the gills. And Josh will be somewhat not comfortable. A good time. Yeah, Josh so. will be the judge of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all right. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> but just just from that standpoint, uh, obviously you've been going on, and I assume there's no plans of stopping this. Is there ever plans of ever bringing in anybody outside of the Charlotte area? So, like a national brewery type of a thing, or is it? At least initially, right now, as it stands today, is your plan. I'm going to keep this as local as I can for as long as I can. I think so. Um, I mean, it was it was tough the other day. I got a call from Todd at Fonta Florida, uh, who's you know well known in the community, mm-hmm. tight with a bunch of the brewers, and was asking about, hey, you know, what's up with Fonta Florida? You know, you guys still taking uh, you know brewery vendors? And 
the challenge there is that we have a theme. You know, we yeah. want to spotlight Charlotte area exclusively. So it's it's tough to kind of draw that line. Yeah. But I think within reason where you're willing to, to drive maybe for a pretty sweet crowler or you know, growlers are, are gone. Right. Long gone now. I used to use that Rip. analogy. Yeah. But, uh, Not sad about that one. Yeah, about 30 minutes. And okay. I, I think you're going to see, right, more growth. Maybe yeah. it's it's more brands that are growing within the market. Uh, so that doesn't really help our brewery count. Right. But um, yeah. gosh, we'll have a good six, eight plus uh, first time exhibitors. This Well, well awesome. and I was going to say, I was telling the guys, I was looking at the list this year. There's 12 breweries that I've either not heard of, like from our inner circle of guys, or have just never, I've heard of them, but have never had their beer. Right. Which is crazy to think of. Yeah. You know, we've been doing this show for almost seven years now. Yep. We've been pretty plugged into the community, and I'm like, yep. there's at least two or three on there. I'm like, who? It's hard to Who's keep this? up with everybody, and I'm trying my best on the weekends, but, I mean, that's that's work. Yeah, I've, I feel like we kind of hit a point, and it's probably been three years now, where I just, I had to become okay with not getting out there and seeing and trying everything. And yeah. Well, and, and then Josh is like, hey, Queen City, you know, QCBF, we should check that out because it'll be everybody. And I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah, now, there we uh, can yeah. do it all in one big fell swoop. Like, that's great because you never know when you're going to go and find that next darling. You know, like I remember being at a festival and trying something from Wooden Robot before they were a thing. And it's just like, oh, wow. And sure enough, they continue to deliver. And that's great. Yep. Be able to find something like that place that I never would have thought to go to otherwise. Right. Some that I've been to that I know I don't need to go to again. You know, it works both ways, of course, but it's fun. Yeah, that's kind of the way I, I I use QCBF as a good once a year opportunity to check in and kind of take the temperature of the scene, but also see is there a place that I need to visit in like 2020 or is there somebody that I can safely stay away from until the next QCBF? So really looking forward to it. I've had to put a couple breweries in timeout, Oof. so to speak, lately. Like uh, failure to deliver, just basic whatever. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, cool. It's chance to check in and you assume people are bringing their best uh, offerings possible and uh, you know for some reason they've got massive off flavors present it's like cool I know to stay away from you for (laughs) a while longer and I guess that was going to be a a follow-up question I had you know is are most breweries bringing their you know flagship beer is it their one-offs is it we want to make a big splash I mean having not ever been before you know like what should I expect it's it's all of the above, ah. and I think to both of your points, you know, the nature of the event itself has become its own value proposition. You wanted to make it down to a more artist. You've been meaning to get up to King Canary, or you wanted to shoot out and try Cavendish. And two of these I've heard of. And you know, for whatever reason it is, you you didn't get a chance. They're they're all participants at the Brewfest, so yeah, that's awesome. I think that's a great point. But from a a, a beer offering standpoint. Um, it's the day before the Super Bowl. Yeah. So brewers are challenged to bring at least one super brew, we call it, if it's specially made for QCBF or just something that's really unique, interesting one-off that they showcase at the event. Um, but beyond that, if it's a flagship or a seasonal, I think that's important too. Maybe it's a brewery like Old Mech that, sure, you hung out there plenty of times, but... Gosh, I haven't had Fat Boy in the longest time. Yeah, uh, what a what a great reminder of uh, an awesome porter this is. And I would imagine that for a lot of the brewers, this is an opportunity for them to potentially gain some customers. You know, where 
Maybe you haven't been in a long time. Let us remind you what we have. Also, you've never heard of us. Here's what we have. Let's get you out there. You know, you can go and you can have Old Mex pastry stout. Oh, wait. <laughs> God. <laughs> I think you made Wells joke. I know. I made Wells joke. No, no, no pastry stouts from Old Mex. But I mean, you know, the point being, you know, like it's, I appreciate there being a little bit of both because, you know, sometimes it's frustrating to be somewhere and try something and I really liked it, but I know I'll never see it again. Right. And to me, that's one of the problems, I guess. It's the the beer market that we deserve because of how we go after beer. But, you know, it does, uh, it is a wicked trade-off sometimes. It is. It is. Absolutely, it is. I had another question. It was right there. Do you guys have something else? Because I had one and then you said something and I was like, damn it, Jeffrey. Uh, what, what's, uh, so it's the Saturday directly before Super Bowl. Right. What's the time frame? Two tasting sessions, 12 to 3.30, uh-huh. 5 to 8.30. Okay. So two, three and a half hour sessions. That's not bad. Go and get some snack, get some brew. Ugh, I hate myself for saying that word. Thank you. I hate oh. for it too. Snack? What's wrong with snack? Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Well, do you have anything else? <clears throat> I'm just really looking forward to going. I mean, I've been, I think Bojangles Coliseum was my first year. I missed the neighborhood theater stuff um but you know once it got to a point that there was no way in hell that i could visit every charlotte brewery in one afternoon it's like or one weekend even like oh man i I guess i'd better go to this festival because that's the only way it's going to happen so i'm i'm stoked i'm thrilled and happy to have you on talk about this so do you have anything else you want to plug about it before we go take our break um Let's see. Uh, inside of three weeks, we're going to be coming up on the event. Uh, again, awesome cause in acing autism, helping more families <laughs> get uh, exposed to our program, helping them through an awesome sport, lifelong sport. Um, gosh, eight. It could be more. I've got to check my notes. Eight breweries participating for the first time. And uh, sessions are 30 minutes longer this year because there is more to see. We'll land yeah. at about 55 in total that includes wow. cideries as well that's crazy that uh, is crazy so a bit more to see a bit more to do and 30 minutes will will do you well awesome yeah right on. good deal we're ready for break let's take a break we'll, we'll be back, back and do some uh, buy no buy maybe yeah okay maybe maybe It's time for Bite and Bye, Jeff. How does that work? Hey, uh, so we're going to talk about the beer that we have been drinking through the show. And I say we, meaning me, mainly me, Josh, and Wells, because we've had Nils talking so much, he is like most of them behind. Yeah. Poor and man. that's okay. That's okay. You know, I mean, like, it's it's always a challenge coming on and trying to get, you know, like, understand, like, the pacing. Like, I, you know, Josh and I have been doing this for almost seven years. And so I've got, like, in my head my little routine. I can kind of see what's going on. I keep the beer shuffling around. And they all give me crap about it until I'm not here. And then you listen to that episode and they all complain the entire episode about this is really difficult to balance all this. And I'm like, that's right. Appreciate me every once in a while. Who complained? Chris. 
Yeah, I was saying the dude that moved and yeah. is no longer on the show. So he got mad. He got so oh, mad about pe- it. He people moved were away. complaining. I'm like, it was Chris. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 Chris. He complains about everything. He's been over to L.A. Yeah, he has some tacos. He's gonna take a hike. He's some tacos. Yeah. All right. So anyway, we're gonna talk about the beer that we've been drinking. Um, Sampling. Uh, so tonight's entire lineup uh, donated by a listener, uh, one of our patrons, I believe. Yes, it is. Uh, so first off, thanks for supporting us in that way, and then also supporting us with beer. Yeah. So oh, super sure. awesome there, Josh. You want to do the shout out for me, please? And yeah. Thank you. Just uh, I'm just gonna call him Richard. I don't like using last names because you know people get weird about that. So. Yeah. Josh just goes by Josh. He's yeah. like he keeps trying to make it a thing, and I'm like, you're not gonna make Josh just be a thing. Nobody's. Gonna it will be that. a thing, Jeff. Nah, I don't. I don't think so. Richard C. Oh. Oh, wait, that's uh, too specific. Uh, maybe R. Clark. Damn it. <laughs> wait, not that either. Um, yeah, but at any rate, uh, yeah, so so thanks, Richard, for, for sending beer. Um, uh, most of this stuff, I guess he had taken a trip out to the Northeast, and uh, most of the stuff is uh, like late November-ish time frame, you know, and I think we had like two to three weeks of just logistical hassle. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, nice. like, again, like Josh doesn't get out much, so, you know, Logistics well, there's your problem right there because I'm Josh. always out and you should have just said, hey. Well, you don't use Twitter and you don't have the Twitter account for the show. Yeah, whose fault is that? All right. Well, but you then can he have it tonight, well, but then, baby. To, to, be, to be fair, Josh could have texted you. You may not have seen that. He could have emailed you. He probably was for the wrong account. He could have Facebooked you, but he doesn't have a Facebook. Twitter, you only check once a month. And Instagram, who knows? Boom. Roasted. At all the wells on all those platforms, by the way. Uh, <laughs> So at any rate, uh, again, thanks, Richard, for saying We really, really appreciate your support. Um, so a lot of fun beer for this show. First one up is from uh, Treehouse Hot Brewery. Um, this is their a lot lately. This is their East Hill American Pale Ale, which I thought was just a. I mean, it tasted just like a pretty solid pale ale. I, I don't know if I understand like trying to make like a super hazy pale ale. Because it's what the cool kids do. It's Jeff. what the cool kids are doing. Is what I bet everybody expects out of Treehouse. Um, this is just fine. But if I'm at Treehouse, I don't know that this is the one I want to walk out with. Okay. So, so decent beer, but it's a, a no buy for me. Wells. Similarly, a no buy. That's just an unattractive pour. I mean, this is coming from somebody that loves the hazies, but this is like this beige color that I just can't quite get excited about. So, this is a beige color. Uh, I don't know. I've, if I was going to be in the mood for an American pale, it probably something a little more better. All right. Josh, more better, more, more better. much more better, much more better. Much Which, by the way, how do I code our guests? Because you took away the guest column. Um, it, it click that little black arrow. It'll pop up. I just hit him because I was going through and changing some up, up here, up on the column. Yeah. Welcome to spreadsheet cast. Ah, there we go. Okay. Well, <laughs> I didn't know if you would remove them. Welcome to Google Sheets, everybody. That's right. Um, now, I mean, you guys all kind of hit the nail on the head. This is a serviceable pale ale, but if I'm going to Treehouse, I'm not going for this one. So. Exactly. Yeah. No buy for me. Niels, would you like to participate? I would. I okay. would. Uh, I think it's unanimous. Maybe if I'm sitting down getting a pour with a big meal, but to go in a can, I think uh, I'd look elsewhere. Especially within this show, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got some we got some heat coming from the treehouse. Speaking of which, up next is Treehouse's Julius, one of the uh, two or three like they're I think most well known for. Uh, there's this one, the blue can and the green can. I don't remember which one's which, but well, obviously the the Julius is the more orange can. But um, 
Oh, this is good. Um, I like this. Uh, again, I understand why people go crazy for this. Um, a lot of that kind of like citrusy, fruity, fun times. So uh, buy from me on this one. Wells? There's something slightly off about it. And I keep going back and trying to put my finger on it. And it's just not clicking. I mean, I've had you know cans of this fairly recently, like within the last two weeks. And blah, 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 wheels. I well, drink all the, the good stuff. That's the thing. Like, this ain't it. And they say drink fresh. And here this beer is at six weeks old. And I'm like, man, it needs to be fresher. So uh, I'm going to no buy just because I think this needs to be fresher. Josh. Okay, Mr. <clears throat> Big Dick that I'm going to throw up on the table here. <laughs> like, what do I need to drink this at? Four weeks? Six should be plenty. Five yeah, hours thing, or throw it out. I think there's just something else going on with okay. this underneath it. So, Okay, okay. I was like, six weeks isn't that bad. I, I think this is damn good, but I have nothing else to compare it with. So I, I guess, Jeff, you and I are wrong because we're drinking six-week-old Julius. I have a, like I said, five hours or get out. But I would buy this. Nils? I'm in the buy zone. That can is kind of iconic in itself. I've seen that in social media. Yeah, oh yeah, all over the place. This is the first time I've been uh, in the same room as it. Whoa! Maybe that's a, a, a bit of an influencer. Everybody so. has a first time when they're here. That may not be your only one. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Sorry. Inappropriate. Josh. Um, all right. <clears throat> cool. So uh, bye for that. All right. So then up uh, from Treehouse is Saturated. A I believe this is a double IPA. It's like 8.3. It's uh, correct. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's fine. It's nice. I still think I prefer the Julius over this. And if that's a bad Julius, then I don't know what that says about me other than, you know, I'm suffering through all these hazies. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's it's a fine beer. I just think Julius, is, again, if I'm walking out of there with something, it's not this, it's Julius. Okay. Well, this was a pleasant surprise for me. I wasn't that familiar with it. And after being a little slightly disappointed with Julius, like this is a return to form. So uh, this is a solid little hazy IPA. Uh, what, eight and a half percent? Mm, yeah, three. Do, does not really come across that way. Sure does So congratulations. That's a that's a nice little beverage. Josh, Jordan. what do you think? This is fantastic. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say other than this is damn good. I would absolutely buy this. And it's not just a name cachet, I think. I feel like this is a well-made beer. Yeah. I mean, look, there are those brewers that start making the hot, hazy, you know, thing that everybody wants. Some of them do it well, and some of them don't. The ones that do it well are the ones that are most sought after. And, you know, Treehouse and Trillium and... Uh, other half, other half, mm-hmm. tired hands. That was the other one I'm thinking of. You know, like like there's a reason they have the hype, and it's not always just because it's their own self fulfilling hype machine. So, it's good speaking stuff. of machines, speaking of machines, uh, uh, you, you oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 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 but Niels hits all the right notes. It's a buy. Oh, sweet. Up next, uh, also from Treehouse Juice Machine. This is an 8.2 percent double IPA. I'm burping through so much of this now. Um, this to me uh, uh, is a good one. Uh, I seem to remember having, like I remember the can art for sure. And uh, it's been a couple of years since I had it, but uh, I did like this. Uh, it is a good beer. I like this one. I would buy it. Wells. Flavor wise, that's a lot richer than the saturated. And I really enjoyed the saturated. This just has a little bit more of a, a round body to it. So uh, 
I don't know. It's as far away from that East Hill as I could possibly get. So I'm a huge buy on this. Josh. Yeah, another one that's just, it's solidly made. It's good and juicy. It's not overly juice bombed, though. I'm digging it. <clears throat> Got to give it a buy. Nils, yeah, what agree. do you think? It's a buy. Uh, juicy, delicious. Bring it on. Next beer up. So, sometimes I have these moments when I'm looking at the beers, mm-hmm. and my heart drops a little bit, and I get... A little unhappy and a little concerned. But this next can is from Trillium Brewing. And uh, I'm reading the label, and it's Begonia Skies. A sour IPA. Okay. With passion fruit. Okay. And lactose. (sighs) Freaking lactose. Um took a drink of this and uh, it's really damn good. <laughs> I, uh, I really like this. I don't know if it's the, uh, you know, the, maybe it's the passion fruit. Um, you know, normally I like, I really don't care for these like dreamsicle style shake beers. Yeah. That are, like, like I remember Luther, like, how much you hated Luther. And yeah. Oh man. And it's like, and it's like this fruit with this lack, but for some reason this one works and maybe it's because the sour and the, the tart is just enough to override the rest of this. I really like this one. Uh, I'm a big buy on this one. Wells? I don't get as scared by lactose in my sour IPAs, but I'd see where you're coming from, Jeff. Um, Dude, the passion fruit on this was right where I want it to be. The lactose does not overpower. Um, Everything in this beer really works. I I don't have any complaints aside from this is our only can. Josh? (laughs) Well, as the resident sour hater of the group, yeah, this is damn good. Yeah, it, it clicks every note that I want it to click. It is not ten- teeth clenching. It still has a nice little kick to it. Damn, this is good. I, I out of this and the last beer, these were the two I was least looking forward to, and yet the ones I was the most surprised by. Wow, wow. Else, agree with you. Uh, passion fruit is awesome. I, I think of one of my favorite. Sour IPAs from Wooden Robot, Hop Rocks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't think that has lactose in it, but this uh, nope. This one definitely hits uh, <coughs> beginning to end. Delicious. It's a buy. Jeff, final beer up. All right, final beer up. And uh, we were talking earlier. I don't know if the uh, labels on these cans are upside down or not. Um, on purpose? <laughs> You're upside down. Okay, just to be clear. Yes, the label is upside down. No, I'm not sure if it was on purpose or not. Okay. Just because I realized what I said there since I said it. For the life, I cannot remember how we got this. Did this not come from our I don't, I'm patron not donor? I'm not sure anymore. Well, let's just give him credit anyway because he sent in beer and he's uh, you know supporting us. Uh, he went to uh, patreon.com slash crapbeercast and right. decided to support us there. So, so thanks for that. Yeah, the double uh, whammy. The double whammy. Uh, but this is called... Pass the Axe, and it is a collaboration between Casita Cerveceria uh, here in North Carolina. Uh, Rocky Mount, I believe. Is that right? Nope. Nope. Okay. Um, and then Hopfly, maybe they're in Rocky Mount. I see Rocky Mount on the they are It's upside down. I'm having a hard time reading this. Uh, but it's a smoked Pilsner. You didn't say right. Pilsner. Thank you. Sorry. I, and I'm like right at that section of Brooklyn Nine-Nine right now, too. 
where she's dating Teddy and he's a, he's a big Pilster fan. It looks like this could have been like a reject or something that I somehow got my hands Dang, on. Dang, and we opened it? Like this is a collector's item, man. Yeah, something <laughs> like, like error that. baseball card. That's right. Look right there in the bottom. It says fuckface. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> that being said, uh, smoked pilsner. Um, you know, this is a, You're I, such a pils nerd, right? I uh, I, I was uh, like Josh. I was very concerned about this one um, because some. You know, when somebody says smoked, you just don't know. If you're getting a nice little bit of smoke, or like that, if you're getting a fucking Roush beer, that that weird Roush beer that yeah. Hardest made us drink, and yeah. I still am mad at him about. Yeah. Oh, quitter. And that was like six years ago. That during the Martson tournament, dude. Here's a whole bunch of Martsons, and it smoked one of all. Oh yeah. 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 And then we went to get the taste out of our mouth. Went and licked a bunch of charcoal mm-hmm. because it tasted less smoky. Yeah. Mm. That being said, uh, this is a good beer. I like it, um, but I like I don't I don't ever see a reason why I would buy this beer. It's good. I, I appreciate the fact that it is light smoke. This would be great in a bottle share, just to like for like this kind of a case. People who wouldn't necessarily want to try a smoked beer, I feel like this is a really good option. Um, but I just got too many more options to pick from, so it's a no buy for me. Wells, I mean, it's a nice, clean, light-bodied pilsner. Uh, the smoke isn't going to completely overwhelm. I mean, it's it's there, it's present, but it's not like I'm sucking on a Band-Aid. Uh, it's what kind of Band-Aids do you have that smell like smoke? Oops. Are you smoking Band-Aids again? Didn't we talk about you smoking Band-Aids? I learned it from watching you, okay? I know, and that, I told you to quit following my footsteps. That said, I'm, I'm still going to buy this. I mean, it's a, it's a nice beer, and plus after a shitload of Hazy's, you know, this following in its footsteps made for a nice little dessert. Josh, where are you been? So <clears throat> this isn't the Roush beer that I was expecting it to be. Cause I'll, let's face it. In my opinion, anytime I see something's going to be a smoked beer, that's all I can remember. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a bad attitude to have. Yes, but that's it is. all I can ever remember. And just that mouthful of liquid hate and how much I hated it. And I wish I could cut that out of my memory. Yeah. This is not that. Yeah. This is not gross by any stretch of the imagination. But I have to agree with Jeff. I don't know that I could ever just... I don't see a reason why I could fully buy this can. Mouthful of liquid hate title of my sex tape. <laughs> so that is officially a no-buy for me. Nils, liquid is kind of soft. Are you trying to say... You know, that? for a Pilsner, if I'm deciding between uh, a few different on the shelf and there's one that's smoked, I'm going for the smoked. All right. Nice. I like the interesting characters, uh, much like my embers. If I see smoked amber... Might grab uh, certain ones. Some, some from, girlfriend. Uh, yeah, exactly. You could, you could right, look. We're unabashed pumpers of Triple C, Divine <laughs> yeah. Barrel, Birdsong. I mean, like you know, there's beer around here that we like. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Hop drop. Like I know Josh and I both have been like keeping note on business. I think as of late. Yeah. All the hop drop we've been buying. So smoke top drop. Uh, no, no yeah. smoke. God, hey, you've been hanging out with Hardest too much. I <laughs> would love to try a hop drop and roll with a little bit of smoke malt. Notable. <clears throat> mm. Count me in. Okay. Sure. Jeff, it's time for I tap that. How does that work? Uh, so uh, of the six uh, or the, the five listener provided beers and then this one that Wells found like rattling around the back of his uh, Volkswagen. I, I just can't remember. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, out, out of these six beers, what's the one that we would love to have a whole keg of uh, to, to drink through? And, and uh, for me, um, I'm kind of waffle. Like as much as I love 
Uh, it, it was really taken by surprise by that uh, sour IPA. I just don't know that I'm going to want to go after that day after day after day. Um, so I think uh, Juice Machine for me. Um, no, Julius. I'll, I'll flip. I'll flip flop. A um, lot of good options here, uh, but uh, Julius is going to be where I land. Uh, just it's just good. There's a there's a reason it's so sought after. So Wells. Juice machine. It's got to be the juice machine. I had to go back for thirds just to make absolutely sure, but this is, it's <laughs> for it, science. It's rich. I mean, this is, this is a well-rounded, there's just a lot going on, but uh, it's not just entirely top heavy. So huge fan of this beer. Josh, where are you, man? Uh, I got to go douche machine. Julius, Did, did you close. say douche machine? Yes, I did. <laughs> juice machine. Julius was close, but that juice machine. Yeah. Niels, how about you? I didn't think it drank like a double. That saturated was hitting all the right notes. Uh, I know that's a big keg party, but <laughs> count, count me in. Yes. Uh, Uber to Niels' house. Uh, <laughs> FYI. That's right. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be like Josh's birthday party. Ugh. You may or may not remember it. I don't ever remember. Well, that's why we don't hang out anymore. Yeah. I, Although I saw this year my birthday is on a Saturday, and I'm like, and it's going to be my 40th. You mean this next? No. This this coming year. Okay, okay. So next year. Dang, dude, you old. So uh, yeah, we may have to. We may have like and 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 I'll even on my honor promise not to put you under the table in the first forty five minutes like I did that last time. I appreciate that. I mean it was like Josh would you know, everybody else has got like little taster glasses and Josh is walking around with a pint glass. So he gets a birthday pour of everything. And uh, he was having a good time and we had already broken out some pretty heavy stuff. And then suddenly, like, I mean, it had to have been 45 minutes, if maybe an hour. Yeah, maybe. We're all like, where'd Josh go? <laughs> oh, no. And he's nowhere. Apparently passed out. Yeah, hugging the toilet. Yeah. They're, so, they're all breaking out cards against humanity. Like, one of my favorite games ever to play. And, like, had this big group of people. And I'm like, and I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> praying to the porcelain gods. And you probably didn't even care at that time no i didn't it wasn't until i had the events recounted to me the next day yeah. that i figured out what i had missed yeah i take it as a, as a small piece of pride and also a little bit of shame that uh <laughs> this is what happens you let me pour and this is what happens so maybe yeah, maybe that's what you want maybe it's not uh yeah come check us out on the interwebs uh, go to craftbeercast.com uh you find links to our stuff we'll have uh, obviously this episode um We'll have some links to Neil's stuff. I'll let you pump that here in a second. And, uh, you know, links to our Patreon, which I mentioned. We've got a Facebook page if you care. Um, our Twitter's at CBCast if you want to talk, uh, work out a trade. Uh, we've got like a Discord thing. Hit up, slide into Josh's DMs at CBCast if you want to get up on that Discord because it's just something's going to happen. It's this just year. me and Josh and Chuck, you guys. I, I need some help. <laughs> All right, I'll hit that activation link. Dang. <laughs> Slack ass. Wells, where can they find you? I don't think we're using Slack. It's Discord. Jeez, keep up, Josh. <laughs> anyway, uh, they can find me at don't. I'm just kidding. They can find me at all the Wells on Instagrams and on Twitter if you feel like waiting a month. Josh, where are you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, iTunes, all that fun stuff. Don't forget our subreddit slash r slash craftbeercast and then Mills. Floor's yours. Pimp it out, man. Guys, thanks so much for having me in the house today. Uh, check out QC Brewfest at QC Brewfest on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook as well. Every Charlotte brewery in the area under one roof 
If you've been meaning to come to Charlotte, come Super Bowl weekend, February 1st. These guys are going to be hanging out as well. Great allegedly. Cause. Allegedly. Hope so. Scheduled to appear. So. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Two-week notice. It's going to be uh, an unbelievable year. Uh, most participation ever. And uh, for an incredible cause. Uh, guys, thank you again. No problem. No problem. Good times. Yeah. Josh? We're out. We'll oh. talk to you guys next Thursday. All right. Later on. Bye.